Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Today, Matt Walsh exposes just how easy it is to chop your manhood off in this country. Shocking details are revealed in the Biden criminal bribery scheme, and Gavin Newsom pushes for a new amendment to restrict your access to guns, which I feel like conflicts with another amendment we already have. But we'll get into that. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. And yesterday, the Daily Wire's Matt Walsh revealed shocking findings in an investigation into the country's largest transgender healthcare provider, Plume. In a tweet thread, he detailed the cavalier way Plume is rubber stamping letters approving gruesome, life-altering surgeries, according to his tweet. In fact, Matt says it's such a racket that his producer was approved for testicle removal in a mere 22 minutes. And then he brought the receipts. Matt's producer, Greg, set up a telehealth visit with Plume and before the appointment filled out the required intake forms. On those intake forms, Greg indicated he had not experienced gender dysphoria for longer than six months at a time, something that is required to give the clinical diagnosis according to the current version of the DSM. To be clear, his answer indicated that he would not be classified as having gender dysphoria, but that didn't stop the provider from quickly scheduling Greg for a video interview anyway. During the 22-minute exchange, Greg used the fake name Chelsea Busey, mispronounced the name of the surgery he was seeking, and made it clear he didn't know what effect the surgery would have. Despite all this, the nurse practitioner assigned to his case asked him to elaborate on his dysphoria so she could write him the most solid letter possible, presumably so his insurance would cover the cost to chop off his balls. The example Greg gave her of his extreme gender dysphoria was quite something, watch. Give me a little bit of history with your gender dysphoria. That may kind of help me. I want to I make this letter as, as solid as possible to be like, this orgasm is definitely needed. I'll tell you, yeah, I'm happy to. So when I was, I was in school and I actually uh, wrote a big essay um, for admission to a club about how I didn't feel like my biological sex went along with how I felt and and I told people that and they thought it was ridiculous <laughs> so because they thought I just I just look like a guy so they like this this is ridiculous oh good chop off his balls immediately he also told her that he had been given prescription hormones by his father who he said was a doctor which probably should have been another red flag but why pay attention to details when you're trying to turn a profit watch and your dad is the one that's doing a hormone replacement therapy for you yeah, so he's actually a, he's actually a doctor, and he knows a lot of doctors uh, who do it, uh, who, who prescribe it. Perfect. And um, is, is your dad providing Perfect. a letter for you as well? No, um, that's part of why I'm. I'm yeah, I, I think there's a conflict oh, there, that's and that's also part of the reasons why mm. he involves other doctors with me as well. Is he just he just thinks it's better to have an independent person do it? He could have done it. He told me he could have done it, but I said, yeah, it's better not to do that. And just $150 later and three days after this 22-minute teleconference exchange, Plume sent 
Chelsea a recommendation letter stating that he was experiencing significant ongoing gender dysphoria and read, she is seeking orchiectomy, written as if it had been copy and pasted as a fill in the blank. Well, that's because it was. The template was confirmed when Chelsea sent a message to correct the serious dysphoria diagnosis and the care coordinator responded, I know we write letters based on WPATH templates, but I can ask your provider if it's necessary to have or if we can have it removed. And then later followed up with, in order for the surgery to be paid for, it needed to be related to the gender dysphoria he had been diagnosed with, even though, remember, his intake form clearly indicated he didn't have it. Does it sound like these healthcare providers are doing their due diligence to you? Plume is currently operating their transgender scam in 41 states. This is an uncomfortable yet necessary truth to confront. Should protecting the kids be number one? Absolutely. But if by their very nature, these patients as adults are still vulnerable, suffering with mental instability and more, how is it possibly ethical to allow them to irreversibly harm their bodies at all, adult or not? Here to discuss this and more, we have Oren McIntyre, host of The Oren McIntyre Show, and Jason Buttrell, chief researcher of the Glenn Beck Program. Um, just so that the audience knows, we, did, we have not had this conversation conversation off air. I've not asked you guys your opinions on this, so it may vary from mine. I'm not sure, but as you go down the road of transgenderism um, and, and you talk about like, okay, why shouldn't kids uh, be allowed to do it? Okay, well, they, they can't consent. Okay, well, do you believe that a person can be transgender or do you believe that it is a mental illness? Because if you believe that it is a mental illness, how is it acceptable for you to allow someone with a mental illness to chop off their body parts irreversibly? It just it doesn't seem to to track to yeah. me personally. What do you think, Arn? No, absolutely. This is a failure of consent based morality. Yeah. Consent is not a sufficient basis for morality. It doesn't matter whether someone feels one way or another. This is obviously a fake treatment and a dangerous treatment for something that affects people who are mentally ill or have a specific social contagion. And these people are making bank. They're setting a, an industry to profit off this terrible social contagion or this terrible mental illness. Mm -hmm. Doctors who are planning to do this should be in jail. This procedure should be illegal legal for anyone. Consent is not the issue here. Mutilation of people who have a serious problem is the issue here. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Jason? This is, a, uh, I mean, beyond the, everything Oren said, I 100% agree with. I see this is one of the, one of the largest money-making rackets yep. that have come out of this whole I don't know. It, it, it's the reason why the industry has pushed this almost into like a, a social justice or the new civil rights, you know, movement. Uh, it's because it's it's very very profitable. Um, I, I look to like you know the unholy alliance between you know insurance providers, uh, hospitals, um, and you know organizations like this plume thing. I mean, a lot of it kind of goes back to, I hate the fact, I might make a few enemies here on this, but like, um, you know, like uh, employer-provided uh, insurance. Mm -hmm. There is absolutely no incentive uh, for these providers and for these hospitals to lower any of the prices mm -hmm. to, you know, to make uh, any of these uh, procedures have more scrutiny or, you know, or just to make, make other um, uh, um, uh, procedures cheaper because it's already guaranteed. It's already built in. So it's one of the biggest money, I just said this, but the, one of the biggest money making rackets ever. Why should they, why, why should they scale back? Why shouldn't they make this into like a civil rights, you know, issue or whatever when they're making so much bank? There's so many different ways that, you know, or, or yeah, every time you have the government 
pushing further and further into you know taking over an industry, whether it be like universities or whether it be healthcare. There is absolutely no incentive for them to lower the prices. There is absolutely no incentive for them to you know, take a step back and say, we need to actually care for these people, not suck out all their money. It's absolutely insane. So there's no, I agree with you. So there's no incentive for the providers. However, you have to wonder if the insurance companies are going to start revolting. Now, maybe they don't because they realize it'll affect their ESG scores. But I mean, when you have, there's another uh, transgender healthcare provider, one of the other bigger ones in the country called Folks, F-O-L-X. And this was um, part of Matt Walsh's investigation. I want to make sure to give credit to his team because they did tremendous work here. But um, within, just to kind of hammer home your point and kind of raise maybe a, a question here is, Within their investigation, folks provided letters authorizing surgeries for, again, a fee, because it just takes the hundred, they just want your $150 to write the letter. Um, and it says, you may not fit this diagnostic code exactly uh, on their website, but in some cases, the code is needed in order for insurers to pay for the surgery. Um, it says, they may use a gender dysphoria diagnosis, but you really do not have dysphoria, even if you want top surgery. They use that as an example. So... You have to wonder, I mean, these insurance companies are the ones who are shelling out all of this money for all of these surgeries. Typically, the, my, my background is in insurance, uh, health insurance specifically. So what we find is typically when insurance carriers see that they are being burdened by all of these you know, costs, they don't like having to pay them. They like to do whatever they can to cut those costs down. So you have to wonder if the insurance carriers are seeing this and going like, Guys, you're just assigning diagnostic codes so that you can get the surgery paid for. That's literally the opposite of how this is supposed to work. Sure, but it's essential to the political coalition, right? Right. right. These people are captured Democratic voters for the rest of their life. Yeah. These people are being sold an identity and a lifestyle that will lock them into a left-wing progressive voting pattern for the mm. rest of their lives. That's why they want it on kids. They want it on them young. They want them dependent on big pharma, and they want them dependent on the Democratic Party. You're not going to go vote for people who are you are being told want your existential, you know, are are an existential threat to your existence. Yeah. You're not going to do that. So you're locked into that voting pattern, and they know that because they're also part of this coalition. Yeah, I think that's true. You bring up a good point with the ESG score. I don't know mm -hmm. if you just said that in jest or not. but I'm, No, I'm being serious. That's absolutely what's going to happen. Yeah. A lot of these insurance companies are going to be forced into mm -hmm. not, you know, they're, they're going to be forced into not even having any scrutiny whatsoever because a little bit of scrutiny will be like, oh my gosh, you know, mm -hmm. suddenly like you're against the kids, you know, or it's an attack on, you know, the trans community. Right. And there's going to be big investment firms like BlackRock that are all spread out across all these boards that are forcing this on onto them. I, I really don't know how you take a step back from this. I, I really don't know how unless there's some kind of big push uh, you know to somehow I don't know to somehow de-finance some of these large financial firms that are so invested in these insurance companies but insurance companies are going to be the first ones that are used as a major leverage point yeah I mean we'll see um, how it goes the, the sad part for all of us is that when it deals with insurance premiums I mean what happens when the insurance carrier shells out all of that money? What happens when they are paying more than they are receiving in premiums? Guess what? Your premium goes up. Everyone's premium goes up. So if you do have employer uh, insurance, as Jason mentioned, that, like they are either going to, most em employers are not going to just eat that cost. They're either going to put, pass some of the costs onto you and they're going to share the cost with you, or they're going to make your plan crappier, mm -hmm. which... We are very blessed at Blaze to have a, a really good um, health care plan. Um, but, like, 
most employers cannot afford good plans right now because they uh, Obamacare already destroyed the industry. So it'll be interesting to see um, how that affects it. Um, before we go to break, I want to uh, get to one more thing here when we're talking about the LGBT topic, which, of course, we have to talk about every day during Pride Month because we might be accused of being transphobic or homophobic or something if we didn't talk about it. But um, children were subjected to a nude performance during a drag show at Oregon State University last week. This event was called Illegal Drag Show. And it might might have been since there was nudity there with kids present. I guess we'll see. But it was hosted by the LGBTQ student club on the university campus. Uh, the video footage from the event showed a female performer exposing her breasts and placing weights under them as some sort of a like circus freak show. I don't know. Uh, she was trying to lift the weights with her breasts. Here's some of that. So I want to breathe. Where are you all like the Andre? remember <clears throat> when that used to be called indecent exposure. And now if you are gay or trans or bi or drag queen or, you know, fill in the blank part of the rainbow coalition, I guess that doesn't exist. Yeah, obviously this <coughs> stuff is technically illegal, right? You should be going to jail for this. But all of the people in charge know that they won't be. They know that this is not actually going to affect them, that those rules don't apply to them. Everyone knew that this stuff was implicitly sexual, but now we're pretending it's not So j just so that you know this stuff can get introduced to children younger and younger. Sorry about that. I'm. It turns out I'm allergic to <coughs> seeing that. So, <laughs> <I have> to... <clears throat> um, If this was just about... I don't know. What the hell is Pride Month even for? I mean, if it was... It's, it's just for, to display complete and total degeneracy. That is what it's for now. Why does it... Yeah, so if it's just for like... like it's not for rights, because no. they have every they single have right more, that, They have more rights than you do today, Jason. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if you're wondering what Pride Month is really all about, why do they have to do this in front of children? Like, why couldn't they just come out and be like, hey, thanks for accepting us, or, you know, whatever, or whatever. Like, give us this right that we think that we don't have, but we really do have. Why does it always have to devolve into some kind of degeneracy? I, 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 if you're defending anything in Pride Month, mm -hmm. just ask yourself that. If you think this is, has nothing, no other ulterior motive, there's no other agenda here, why does it always have to devolve into something like that mm -hmm. in front of little kids? I mean, I have a sign for this on Twitter. Right? You like, do. Like, like, these are sexual identities. You cannot normalize sexual identities to children without teaching them about sex, without mm -hmm. exposing them about sex, and implicitly then grooming them towards a particular sexual behavior. That's all there is to this. That's always what this was. There is no way to escape that fact when you're trying to push this onto kids. This is an implicitly sexual identity, and you, it will always become explicit once you start showing it in public to children. Remember that? What was that? Uh, there was that thing that went around Instagram or Twitter was that guy singing about how we're going to convert your kids. Yes, we're coming, mm -hmm. yeah, the, the mm -hmm. choir. Literally said it. You yeah. know, I mean, like... And, oh, he's just joking. No, 
No, was. he wasn't joking. By the way, Oren, that's like one of my favorite memes on Twitter. Thanks. Yeah, it went, went a lot wider than I thought. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's it's funny, too, because of the work that I do. I like people are constantly putting it on my timeline and I laugh every time. Um, all right, let's go ahead and uh, we got to take a quick break. We'll be back with more. But we want to thank our sponsor, Eden Pure. So Eden Pure has the thunderstorm air pure purifier that uses oxy technology that really quickly destroys viruses, odors, mold, so much more. And I know this personally because those of you who watch the show, I know you know this, but I live in a zoo. I have too many of everything. I have, I have children, I have boys, which already smell, no offense guys. I have boys, I have dogs, I have cats, I have a stupid leopard gecko that I'm stuck taking care of because my 10 year old was like, I promise I'll take care of it. Did that didn't happen. Possum? I, I'm, I, the possum is still on the list. <laughs> I need the possum and I need the otter, which means I'm gonna need more thunderstorm air purifiers because I'm stinking the whole house up. But in all seriousness, it really does work. Um, so you could put it, if you have a litter box, which we do, put it in the room with the litter box and it will destroy all of the odors. You will no longer be able to smell the litter box stink, which we all know is the worst part of owning a cat. If you cook a lot in the kitchen, get one, put it in your kitchen. We um, we have we cook a lot of cruciferous vegetables like broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts. You don't want your home to smell like a fart, okay? So you got to get this uh, air purifier. You can go to EdenPureDeals.com, put in discount code Sarah to save $200. I use these. They work. I promise you, you will love them. EdenPureDeals.com, discount code Sarah. All right, before we get into the next story, I want to remind everyone um, that I, we're, our YouTube channel is completely demonetized. You know why? Because we tell the truth on this, uh, on this show. And as it turns out, the overlords over there don't love that. So um, we're making $0 from this on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, if you could go ahead and just make sure to hit that subscribe button. Um, we're almost to 100,000. We are so close. And I'm popping champagne on the show. Um, and hopefully, whenever that happens, and I do pop champagne on the show, I'm not with uh, a bunch of non-drinkers. Because I, it's very weird, because I do, in fact, love alcohol. And um, the people around me on this show, I, it just so happens, like, a lot of them do not drink. So it'll be interesting. 100K champagne power hour for the news. Oh, the my gosh. <laughs> I would not be alive. There is a reason that every power hour, I am moderating it and not actually participating in the contest. Because wuss. We know this. Because scientifically speaking, I can't, like, I'm too small to okay, do it. Okay. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and, uh, and get to the latest on the Biden crime family. So uh, members of the House Oversight and Accountability Committee, they all remember, they previously, it was just James Comer and Jamie Raskin who had the ability to view that FBI FD 1023 uh, form today, which is the, the confidential human source uh, report that was that the FBI had in their possession. And all the members were able to view it today. And of course, this comes after the FBI had not given the document over. Um, Comer had threatened to hold uh, contempt of Congress hearings, and the FBI finally said, fine, we'll show you guys. So they all saw it. And I want to play for you a, a clip of Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, who spoke to the press today after they had seen the entire document. And uh, she kind of detailed what she saw and how bad it really gets. Watch. The owner of Burisma said that Hunter was stupid and that his other business partner was smart. He also said that he paid $5 million to one Biden and he paid $5 million to another Biden. 
and it was all a bribery to get Shokin fired and end the investigation into Burisma. He told the informant that he has two pieces of evidence showing proof of payment to Hunter and specifically Joe Biden. You see, I think what everyone needs to understand is, is that business owners, at least most departments, whether they're good or bad, whether they perform their business in a legal manner or a corrupt manner, they always keep records of their business payments, uh, accounts and receivables. That's how it's done. And this owner of Burisma kept a record, especially of the bribes. And if you're in an industry where you have to pay bribes to get your business deals done, then you always want to keep, keep a record and keep proof of your bribes because that's how you make sure you get people to follow through on what they're done with. Um, what I read today is, is again, shocking. Uh, she later confirmed that the other Biden that received the $5 million, according to this paid informant by the FBI, who, by the way, has worked with the FBI for over 10 years, was, in fact, Joe Biden. Jason, you have been working on this um, before any of the mainstream media, before any Congress people were talking about it. Um, you, 2020, I think. Yeah, I, I, it's, I, it's hard for me to even like remember that that's how long ago it was that you were talking about this very thing, Burisma, um, and what was happening in Ukraine with Joe Biden in this pay-to-play scheme. So I'm sure this doesn't surprise you. Um, but I guess my question is, are we, d does anything actually happen with us? Well, you've had the information for three years and we've not seen anything happen. Yeah, what we had three years ago was enough to, I guess, propel some curiosity from some of the people that could actually look into this and find the smoking gun, because we've never really had the smoking gun. We know that Hunter was doing these things. We know he shouldn't have been doing these things. We know he had no reason to do these things. He was not an expert in natural gas, for crying out loud. I mean, Halle, uh, I almost said Halle Berry. Halle Biden <laughs> was part of, like, part of these deals. Was she some kind of expert in some of these international? No, you know, it's a right. obvious, like, shadiness going on with the Biden family and, you know, following, you know, the big guy around the world making these these business deals. But we never really had the smoking gun linked directly to Joe. That's kind of what she's getting at. It's what it sounds like. And she kept harping on, you know, there's these, you know, they kept these financial records. You know, that's how these things done. Checks and I, I mean, OK, that's fine to say that. And I'm assuming that's the direction they're now moving mm -hmm. is to try and find these specific financial transactions because the way the Bidens have done this that I've seen in the past is there's multiple bank accounts, payments are getting spread out all over the place, they're getting those suspicious activity reports because it looks so shady. But I want to see how it actually got to Joe because that is the top of the mountain here. But do you ever actually see that? Because again, this company is in Ukraine and how do we know, are they just going to hand it over? Oh, gosh. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, we're, we're currently involved in a money laundering scheme with the entire, uh, you know, entirety of Ukraine. So yeah. how do we trust that we can even get that information? And I, I kind of doubt you really would. Because right. if, if this is all true, uh, the, right now this is alleged, but if this is all true, then that means that the, the Burisma executive got what he wanted mm -hmm. because Shokin was fired. Right, right. So he, he paid for something and then he received a, pro a product. Right. 
why would he just hand over the dirty evidence to Congress? Yeah. And he's in Ukraine, so. Right, exactly. You know, I, yeah, I, I highly doubt it. I, I really, I don't know. I won't say never, but I'm just skeptical. Mm-hmm. I'm also skeptical on what the FBI has actually turned over to them, and I've said this on your show before. Yeah. I just don't trust the FBI at mm-hmm. this point. Why would you try to hide that information? All you had to do was redact you know, the, the source's the name. The source's name. That's yeah. all you had to do. Yeah. You, you make a few redactions. At this point, and it was funny, I was watching today, you saw not only from Marjorie Taylor Greene, you saw basically the same thing from my favorite congresswoman ever in history, Anna, Anna, Anna Paulina yeah. Luna. Yeah. Woo. You, um, know I, you know I know her. Shut up. Yeah, I can, I'll let's, get you, let's, I'll let's get you an in. Let's talk down the break. <laughs> um, but she said the same thing. I think Lauren Boebert was saying the yep. same thing. But on the other side, who, who's the other guy? Who's the minority? Is it Raskin? Jamie Raskin. Raskin is saying the exact opposite. Right. So we're not going to get this story. It's not going to be put to rest until you make those redactions and then show it it to to the country. You're going to have to show it to us for us to actually get any kind of, you know, resolution on this. Do I see that happening? Again, I don't know. But I really, sorry for filibustering. No, 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 by all means. But um, he's really good at filibustering. I'm really good. (laughs) I think that there's, this even goes a lot deeper. So there's a lot of names that are starting to come to my mind from, from our Ukraine specials that we've done on this. There's a, there's a big guy, another big guy in Ukraine called Kolomoisky. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were looking at how he was involved with Privat Bank and how Joe Biden was involved with that. And it, look, it was looking like Kolomoisky was embezzling IMF funds during, back during 2014, 2015. I think a lot of this is connected. Mm-hmm. The Democrats are insanely invested in Ukraine. Yeah. Every time they get into power, something kicks off in Ukraine, and usually something off the books is going on in Ukraine. I want to see this go all the way to fruition. I want them to follow the money trail as far as it'll go. I think a lot of big names will pop up. I, I question the resolve of some of the GOP and actually mm-hmm. seeing this through, but I hope they do. It's probably going to be very nasty if they do. Yeah, um, uh, I want to get your thoughts, Oren, but I want to play for you really quickly. Joe Biden being asked about this today and his, oh, no, that's just malarkey, please, much. Wait, 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 wait. The bribery allegation, Congresswoman Nancy May says there's standing evidence the FBI filed that you sold out the country. Do you have a response to congressional Laughs. Where's the money? I'm joking. Mr. President, Mr. President, just a bunch of malarkey. Mm, just a bunch of malarkey, Oren. I mean, we're lucky he didn't just kind of wander behind the curtain and fall <laughs> off the stage, right? I mean, he doesn't. Yeah, it, the whole problem here is that it's not just the Democrats, right? The Republicans seem incredibly invested in this mon- money laundering scheme we're calling a war effort in Ukraine. It's very clear that often pieces of conservative media are beating this drum on and on and on. I don't think there's any kind of political will anywhere across our federal government to make any kind of change in this, whether they're materially invested on both sides or whether the Republicans are just being led around by the nose with this kind of Russian scaremongering. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get it. He's a bad person. Vladimir Putin, don't like him. But obviously this is not something we should be funneling all of our tax money and all of our defense infrastructure into, unless, of course, people are really materially interested in doing so. Mm -hmm. So I don't think they have any motivation to go any deeper with this. And it's really going to take somebody, I think, at a state level to go after Biden if you're going to see any movement. I don't think you're going to see anybody in the DOJ, any kind of special prosecutors, anybody from from the Republican side of the alley who's really going to make a difference on this. Go ahead. The hubris of his statement, though, right there. I know. Where's the money? I know. I almost took it as good luck finding it. it. Yeah, exactly. You know, we covered our tracks well, mm-hmm. type thing. Yeah, because that that's that, the condescending smile that he gives. He That's the same smile that he gives any time, you know, uh, someone catches him in one of his lies or asks about all of the other criminal behavior or asks about Hunter or whatever. He gets very combative. And he gives that same, look at that. 
I would call that a something-eating grin, but I don't feel like we're <laughs> using the swear jar today. I'm out of change today, all right? So that's all I'll call it. Um, all right, let's go ahead and take a quick break. We'll be back with more, but I want to tell you about Jace Medical. So they've got a new product coming out. This is, of course, the same company that brings you the Jace case. That's It has all of the antibiotics. Well, this one is the Jace Daily. It's a prescription supply service that allows you to get a 12-month backup supply of your prescription medication in case of emergency. So you can get things like cholesterol medication, diabetes, heart health, blood pressure, mental health, and more. This is the absolute buy-in. It is a must for family preparedness. Your order is reviewed by a certified healthcare professional and delivered directly to your door. And here's the thing. Not only do you not know when a supply chain will be completely disrupted because most of your medication, like it or not, is produced in places like China or India. It's not just that. That in itself, you should have this. But also think about your life. If you're a really busy parent like me, I you don't have time to, you know, go to the doctor and they're like, oh, you need you. We're not going to refill your prescription until you come back in for a visit. And then you got to go to the visit and then you got to go to the pharmacy. And you don't have time for that, especially if you have uh, kids and dogs and cats in a zoo like I do. So if you are busy, specifically a busy parent, please make sure that you are prepared. Go to jacemedical.com, enter code NEWS at checkout for a discount on your order. That is promo code NEWS at jasemedical.com. California Governor Gavin Newsom is proposing a 28th Amendment to the Constitution to restrict gun ownership. So he wants to raise the age from 18 to uh, from 18 uh, to 21 to purchase a firearm, institute a firearm purchase waiting period, and bar the civilian purchase of assault weapons, which I'm still unclear on what that is. Here is Newsom discussing the plan with NBC Watch. Why a constitutional amendment and why now? Well, why now is pretty self-evident that a lot of the laws we've passed are being rolled back by the federal courts. To be clear, you're not calling for the abolition of the Second Amendment. This is an existential crisis Mm. that we're experiencing every single day. More than half of these state legislatures are controlled by Republicans. So how is this possible? How is this going to happen? It's possible because their constituency demands it. In fact, a recent Fox News poll found most Americans are in favor of these measures. There's not a parent out there, not one parent, you included, that doesn't think about these things when you send your kids to school. You know very well what the critics are going to say about this. California has some of the strictest gun laws in the nation. In the first month of the year, between Half Moon Bay and Monterey Park, 18 people were killed. That's what they're going to say. What do we need this 28th Amendment for? Well, California's gun death rate today is 73% lower than Texas. These federal judges want to turn America into Texas. We cannot let that happen. Wow. So when is when does he announce that he's running for president? Because that's they are keeping him alive just in case. Definitely what he. Yeah, that's what he wants to do. I'm sure he's like, OK, get, get me get me the optics of like how we make this happen. And I'm doing it. I found it fascinating that he was like, um, well, we keep trying to do this legislation to like trample your Second Amendment rights and the Supreme Court, the courts keep knocking it down (laughs) because it's unconstitutional, dummy. Yeah, I'm a huge border border control advocate, but be clear, border control begins at the California border. We need to build a wall around it. We need to make them pay for it. We need to take their uh, their franchise away. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but California should have no input into the country, and none of them should be able to flee that hellhole into the rest (laughs) of the United States and bring their poisonous ideology with them. Stop Californians from ruining America. 
which it's weird too. It's I mean, this could be two things. This one, they're keeping him in the national spotlight and they're prepping him to move in if Joe Biden decides to not, you mm-hmm. know, something happens to Joe Biden. I don't know. Which honestly could happen at any moment. Right. I don't, I'm not even saying that to make fun of him. Like he clearly is degrading before our very eyes. Yeah, and I mean the leadership could at the last minute say look this this yeah. is not this is not working polls are not looking great yeah, the, we could see the that fbi form the american public could view it and they could finally go okay this is not good for us anymore right so i think that could be one the other thing is that it's weird there's this weird symbiotic relationship between the governor of california and the DNC and Democrat agenda for the rest of the country. Um, I lived in California for a long time uh, under uh, Governor Schwarzenegger, and he pretty much started a lot of the climate stuff that we're seeing now. Mm. So all the things that he was proposing, he was like, you know, pushing on, you know, pushing bills for uh, back then. Obama just came right in and said, "Carbon copy, doing all of this." Anything you, that you see that, you know, progressive, wacky nuts from California, you can expect that to be getting filtered down into the rest of the states. So I think this is credibly dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is things that I don't, it, it, it's measures that I don't even, th- they can't even really explain all the different ramifications of everything that they're proposing. Like the universal background check thing. Well, that includes gifts. That includes if I want to, yep. when I die, send my weapons, you know, down to my kid and then right. pass that down. So then my 17-year-old's going to start, you know, he'll be older then, obviously. But then he'll have to go through a background check. Will, he, will there be a waiting period for my son just to take, like, they won't, they won't talk about these things. Right. They won't even try to explain them, much less what the hell a assault, assault weapons. <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. Um, which, by the way, to be clear, the assault weapons ban that they propose, they keep proposing them, but, but the one that got some traction several years ago, um, my tiny little uh, MMP 380 was on that. And I remember, do I did a video on it, and I brought it in, and I'm like, this, this is this is my gun that I use, uh, one of my guns that I use for personal protection, and this is considered an assault weapon to these people. Um, but I think the the even when you look at those polls, I think that one of the major problems in this country is that too many Americans don't understand the weapons that they hear about, and so they are thinking like, oh. I mean, I've had people go like, well, no one needs a semi-automatic weapon. I'm like, what, do you just want me to shoot a revolver? Like, do you know what these terms mean? And oftentimes they don't. And so it just gets really dangerous because you have these Democrats that are spouting off these talking points about assault weapons and weapons of war and making all of these guns sound really scary to the point where the average person who's never shot an AR-15 thinks that it's a freaking machine gun. I just don't think there's any appetite for this, right? Like, there's just no interest, I think, for the vast majority of the American people in actually doing this. This is something that they have to flog for their base. They have to parade it around. I mean, up until Roe, you know, got overturned, I think this was basically like their version of abortion where they go to their base with it, but they know they're never going to really make any kind of actual headway with this. So he's got to go through this song and dance, but I don't think they can ever really go ahead and, and make a big swing with this, or at least, you know, not through actual in an amendment process. Yeah, you know, it is interesting, too. This comes out at the same time, Jason, as the news over in France that that Syrian refugee just went to a playground and just starts, like, stabbing children and their caretakers. And it just, you see stuff like that happen in other countries, and people go like, well, uh, in France, they don't have as many shootings. Well, okay, I mean, this dude just starts stabbing people, and guess what? Nobody can stop them because they don't have guns. Yeah, that was absolutely horrific. Yeah. And you can't help but, you know, wonder, 
someone, if they would have had the, a version of the Second Amendment, any literally anyone carrying there would have put that down. That was, have you seen that video? Yes, it's it, horrific. They're, they're rapidly trying to delete that video. If you, have a, if you can get a copy of that, you need to watch it. It's mm -hmm. historic. Don't let your kids obviously see it. But you need to see this thing because... This is the type of information that they're trying to keep out of the, you know, out of sight, out of mind. I mean, they, they love to talk. I mean, they love to sing the praises of, you know, multi multiculturalism. They want to uh, say that it's, you know, tantamount to, you know, an unforgivable sin to put a word in front of, you know, culture like, you know, Western culture. Right. They want to make that sound like white supremacists. No, it's it's just an ex it's just a acknowledgement that some cultures are different from the others. Yeah. We're not saying that they're superior at all. They're just different. But then some of these Scandinavian countries, basically all the Europe, you know, the Eurozone, wanted to say, nah, it doesn't make a difference. You can come on in. You don't have to yeah. like blend in with our yeah. culture. It's all the same. No, there's differences. If people are not willing to adhere to your culture, that's a big red flag. Mm -hmm. You need to take a look at that. Uh, look at all the terrorist attacks that have happened in places like Germany. I don't know if this is a terrorist attack. I I'm not sure what the motivation is, right. but just look at some of the terrorist attacks that have happened like in, G in Germany, in France, uh, other places where they're just allowing a lot of these uh, refugees to come in mass without checking them out, terrorist attacks all over. Mm -hmm. Take a look at Poland. Mm -hmm. Don't ever hear about that happening in Poland. Take a look at Hungary. Don't ever, ever hear about terrorist, these types of attacks happening in Hungary. Why? Because they're not accepting them in mass. They're putting restrictions, which is what everyone should do. It's a, liberalism is such a crazy disease. It's such a, they'll, they'll talk about the virtues of their policies, never, never the ramifications, never the fact that all these uh, cities and countries are literally burning down because of that. But you have the elites, the technocrats up at the top. They're like, see, look how great we are. Look how virtuous we are. Don't mind the people that are dying or that are suffering because of these policies. Just listen to how virtuous we are. Right. Yeah, it, it really is despicable. Um, okay. All right. We got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Tell you what. That would have happened at a park that I was at. President Biden, it still gets, I just, ugh, feels gross saying that. He vetoed a joint resolution from Congress yesterday that would have nullified his student loan forgiveness program. This is H.J. Res 45 that stated uh, that it would nullify the rule issued by the Department of Education that suspends federal student loan payments and discharges debt. He later released a video explaining why he vetoed the bill. Watch. Folks, Republican Congress led an effort to pass a bill blocking my administration's plan to provide up to $10,000 in student debt relief and up to $20,000 for bars that received a Pell Grant. Nearly 90% of those relief dollars go to people making less than $75,000 a year. I'm not going to back down on my efforts to help tens of millions of working and middle class families. That's why I'm going to veto this bill. Okay, first of all, he he was either was drunk or needs his dentures tightened up because he slurred through that entire thing. But I just wonder if he is, in fact, for the working class and the middle class, why then uh, does he not do anything for the middle class families who already paid off all of their debt because they were responsible? I mean, I respect this. I know a lot of Republicans get really angry about this, but I totally respect this because Joe Biden is just doing what politics is about. He's rewarding mm. his friends and he's punishing his enemies. He knows that this is a payday for people who will vote for him for the rest of his life, mm. and he's wielding the American taxpayers' dollars to make sure he stays elected. If Republicans want to stop this stuff, it's not just enough to complain about the money involved. They should actively be making moves to disempower the liberal university system from having the stranglehold over American employment. Get alternative institutions 
institutions get alternative certifications, make it so that every American doesn't have to foist over a ton of money and go into a mound of debt to go to a progressive seminary just to get a decent job. Make a difference. Don't just complain about the money. Yeah, I like that. He's talking about helping working class families. Somehow I, th I don't think the majority of the relief that's going is going towards working class families' kids. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe I'm wrong, but it just seems like they're already like upper middle class and they had the freedom to go off and go to college and get a degree that didn't matter because yeah, or, mommy and daddy were fine with... Right, because the working class families are just going to, you know, like, uh, I don't know, some sort of a trade school or whatever, or an apprenticeship to, like, get a, a job that doesn't require a college degree. Yeah. But they don't get rewarded for being financially responsible. Right, or their kids actually know the, you know, the ramifications of mm -hmm. getting a bull****, sorry, d uh, degree and, like, you know... Well, you know, gender-affirming basket weaving yeah. or something like right, that that right. you're not going to make any money off of, right. and then they quit after three years, but they right. got loans all the way through it so they could party. That's who, the, you know, this money is going to... to that's who working-class working families are actually subsidizing at this mm -hmm. point. Mm -hmm. They're paying for all those spoiled brat kids that went and got indoctrinated or already indoctrinated, and they're not going to contribute anything to, you know, actual work in this country. Yeah, it, you know, um, Oren, your point is so great about, uh, like, trying to, to it, it's, he's, he's buying voters, right? Absolutely. But I feel like I'm going to, it's a little bit of a black pill, so I'm hoping that you can correct me, tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> but I feel like we are already too far devolved into uh, the conflict of interest issue that, like, there are too many Americans who are being subsidized by the government, so why would they cast a vote against their own interests? And I just feel like the, just by percentage-wise, we're already screwed. I think that's true that, they, that there's a reason, again, that these tendrils are so deep into the American economy. By controlling the entire accreditation system, basically yeah. the left gets to wield employment power over the entire country. You have to break that monopoly. Yeah. And the only way to do that is provide alternatives. You're not going to turn Harvard or Yale into conservative bastions. So what you have to do is find a way for young conservatives, and God bless everybody going into trades, 100%. But look, some people are going to want other kinds of jobs. You got to find a way for them to get certified for those things outside of the university system. Look at tech. You can go ahead and get a tech certification. You don't have to get a degree in every part of computers mm -hmm. for you to go ahead and get a job in something that is kind of a white collar job. We can do that for other things. It doesn't have to be like this. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, I just know that my oldest son is almost 11 and I'm like, I don't actually know what, you know, it used to be like, oh, well, you're going to college because that's the thing to do. Now I'm like, I, I don't know that I want you to go to college. I don't no. want you to go to the college system that exists right now. So either it implodes and turns into something else or we have alternatives, as Oren is saying, or I'm like, I, I don't know. But it's weird being a parent in this day and age in 2023 and being like, I actually, I don't think I want you to go to college. Oh, I, I know so many, I've heard so many stories of their, you know, their kids coming back mm -hmm. and they're completely different mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. You know, like radical ideas completely switched yep. 180. Yep. I, no, I don't want to send my kid to that. If you're sending your, it's, it, that's what's so, so crazy. If you're sending your kid to some of these indoctrination centers, universities, it's almost like you have to prepare them for battle. Yes. They have to be so grounded in who they are and what they believe in. Yeah. I, that's just nuts to me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, we got to take another quick break. We'll be right back. It, just, it feels like so...
Lauren, it has been a pleasure having you on the program. Tell everyone where they can where they can find you. No, it's been fantastic. Thank you. Uh, of course, I'm on Blaze TV, so you can watch your Warren McIntyre show there. You can subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And of course, we've got YouTube, Rumble, Odyssey. I'm on Twitter, all that stuff. Awesome. Well, um, we appreciate it. Look, I just, I'm just saying I would, I, I wish, I wish that all of the Blaze people that we keep getting are really great people, and I just wish that we could just move you to Texas so you could like, <laughs> be on our shows more. I don't know. I'm in Florida. It's a hard sell. <laughs> that's See, true. See, you know, that's Ron DeSantis had to come in and, like, save the day and make Florida, like, super free, and now they're embarrassing our state because they... They're the, they're the bastion of freedom and liberty. Sorry, base Texas over here. My yeah, I mean, seriously, like I, they really are. It's embarrassing, Jason. It is, but is there something nice you would like to say about me on the show today? You were here. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you being on the show today, Jason. And you wore a, a button-up shirt, which is more than I typically get from Jason. So this I appreciate like it. like two or three weeks in a row. This I'm is like a tuxedo effort. for Jason. Yeah, it is. I gotta get out of this monkey suit. <laughs> Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.